So if I may, I'd like to tell you about a course that my husband's put together. This is something that's a long time in the making. He has been teaching people how to do this and teaching people how to use their money so that their money works hard so that you don't have to. And you've heard previous episodes of Brett's giving you advice, financial advice, advice on investing. If you love that kind of thing, you definitely want to follow him on Instagram. Now, he doesn't post that kind of stuff to his feed. I know he doesn't take any of my advice when it comes to Instagram, but he's always offering that advice on his Instagram stories. And because of that, people have been begging him for probably the last five years to teach or create a course, a basic course for beginners, not for the person who's already investing, not for the person who already has a portfolio and understands you know, annuities and their retirement fund and how to figure out how to get started, all of those things. That's the course that he created. It's called Money Matters 101. It has been five years in the making, but it's a quick course. This is literally a 101 course for those of you who are afraid of the numbers. You're afraid of the financials, but it's time for you to take control of that. We've got to change that mindset. And you can, and it's important that you do because I don't want you to work as hard as you've been working. I want your money to work harder for you. And Brett wants to teach you how to do that. And he's my husband, so I can tell you, he doesn't mansplain things. He really does break it down and make it super simple because he's had 30 years of training working with someone who has ADHD, who is constantly saying like, hold on, hold on. Okay, back it up, slow it down, break that down for me, draw a little picture. And it's a really great course. So anyways, you can check it out. There is a link in our show notes for you to check out Brett's new course, Money Matters 101. Welcome to the Shaleen Show. What's going on? Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you I appreciate you reading the title and deciding that this is something you needed to hear because there are a whole bunch of people who need to get back into it, who need to get back into shape, who have let themselves go or they've taken a break or their health has slid by the wayside. They read the title and they just decided, I'm not ready. I don't want to hear what she has to say. I am not ready to make this change. I don't want to hear it. And You didn't. You read the title and you showed up. So let's do this. First and foremost, I want you to just like take a moment and give yourself credit for just even listening to this episode. That's so much of what your body is willing to do for you is dependent upon how you speak to yourself, how you're thinking about yourself and what you think is possible and how you feel about yourself. And so let's just start this off by recognizing that it is a big deal even that you're listening, that you're addressing this, you're showing up. And the first step is just making a decision to do things differently. You already are. Just the fact that you're listening means that you're on your way. So like pat yourself on the back. It's a big deal. Give yourself some credit And let's just keep moving forward. The next thing I want you to do is to recognize that the break that you took, whether that's a couple of weeks, a couple of months, or a couple of years, or a couple of decades, it doesn't matter. It's the past. Starting right now, this moment, it's the past. Number one. And number two, you shouldn't feel guilty. You shouldn't feel bad about it. You shouldn't beat yourself up about it because you know what? You needed it. I'm here to tell you, you needed that break. For whatever reason, if you didn't need that break, you wouldn't have taken it. You needed it. 
whether it was the universe telling you you need to break, maybe you needed to heal emotionally. Maybe you had beat yourself up and you hadn't been good to your body. I've done past podcasts and YouTubes addressing the time when, you know, I was seen as being in the best shape of my life, but I I really wasn't. I was actually unhealthy. I was actually too lean. And I know like society standards have us convinced that women are supposed to have their body fat so low. And when they are, when their body fat is so low that you can see their abs and you can see their spleen and the outline of every single muscle, like that's what we have defined as being healthy and fit. But today I know that that I wasn't actually healthy and I define fitness very differently today. I'm in exceptional shape today versus what I once was when, you know, by society standards, I was considered, quote unquote, super fit. So maybe what you did was something really unhealthy. Maybe there was a time when you were exercising like two hours a day and you weren't eating right and you were beating up your body. You were like perpetually sore and you were... Maybe you're a fitness instructor who taught like 12, 15 classes a week. Maybe it was when you were in high school and you ran track and you just think about how hard that was on your body. And and maybe you think fondly of those times, but there's a reason why you took a break, you know, and, and maybe it was you planned on taking a break for a couple of days and it accidentally turned into a couple of weeks and then it turned into a couple of months and then you gained some weight and then you're like, screw it. And maybe you've got that all or nothing kind of mindset where you're like, I can't do what I once did, which was like really intense and really obsessive. So therefore I'm going to do nothing. And then your body starts to change and then you're like, screw it. And you start eating different foods and drinking more alcohol in the evenings and not drinking as much water and not paying attention to what actually makes you feel good. And then before long, your body has changed and you've let some of your habits slip. You haven't been going to the gym. You haven't been focusing on your exercise, your fitness, and you just feel like, screw it. Maybe you've made excuses for yourself. Well, I'm older now or my body hurts or you know, this is because of menopause or perimenopause This is because I had a baby. You know, we make up all of these reasons why our bodies have changed. And first and foremost, our bodies are going to change. And you aren't defined by your body. You aren't a better person. You aren't a happier person. You're not a kinder person. You're not a more likable person when you're in better shape. You're not. That's not why you're listening to this episode. You're listening to this episode because Your body is a gift. It is a gift from God. And if you are lucky enough to be able-bodied, you have a responsibility and the opportunity, the opportunity to improve your health. Notice I didn't say the opportunity to lose weight or the opportunity to be in the best shape of your life, but you have an opportunity to get healthier. And that's why I'm really excited you're listening to this episode, because that is what I want you to be excited about. I want you to be excited about having higher energy, to be in a better mood, to feel better about yourself, to have better sleep, to have better sex, to have better focus, better cognition, better energy, like all of these things are what I want you to focus on. We're not going to talk about the scale. We're not going to talk about your clothes. We're not going to talk about body fat or any of these things because I just want you to get back into it. I want you to find your motivation. 
And I think one of the reasons why we lose motivation is because we focus on things that feel too big. It feels so overwhelming. And when you think about how much weight you'd like to lose or how much body fat you'd like to lose or what you once looked like, that feels overwhelming to you. And so you've just thrown in the towel. So I need you to stop focusing on that. Like as of this moment, stop. It doesn't serve you. Look where it's gotten you. It makes you beat yourself up. It can depress you. It makes you sad. It makes you make poor choices with regard to your health, with regard to the things that you eat, with regard to the way that you treat your body. And that changes today. Today, we're getting our motivation back. Our motivation back to get healthy, to get back on track with our health, not to, and I repeat, not to get back to where you once were. That's the past. You're never going to be who you were or what you looked like two months ago, two years ago, two decades ago. It's called the past. You have evolved. And today is the first day of your next chapter. Taking this quick break to, again, answer tons of questions that I'm getting about CBD. The number one question this week has been, how is it that CBD is helping people with mood? For example, in reducing anxiety or stress or helping people sleep better. What we do know is that CBD affects the CB1 receptors as well as the serotonin receptors in the brain. There's still a lot to learn about how CBD can improve your health, but what we do know is it does impact serotonin, and serotonin is one of the things associated with depression and anxiety. While I'm not suggesting that you can stop taking your Zoloft or your Prozac or anything else for that matter that you might be taking on a prescription basis, I am, however, really encouraged about this all-natural alternative. More evidence-based research comes out every single day on CBD and the potential benefits it has for sleep, mood, anxiety, inflammation, and pain relief. So there are three different types of CBD oils. So when you're shopping for them, know that there's full spectrum, broad spectrum, and isolate or isolate or isolates, I guess, depending on how you pronounce it. And the reason why I recommend my soul CBD is because it is an isolate. There's no other ingredients. It's pure. The other reason why I love my soul CBD is because they actually care about the manufacturing process, how it's farmed, how it's packaged, quality control, and taste. CBD oils are very much like protein powders. Like there's some stuff on the market because it's not regulated where you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're paying for. You don't know what you're putting in your body. And that's why it is so imperative that you go with a company that actually cares about the reputation and the quality of their ingredients and has that brand integrity. And that's why I recommend My Soul CBD. I encourage you to give them a try and get 15% off by going to mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. You'll get 15% off. All right, so what should you pick up your first time? Well, I'm a big fan of the watermelon flavored dropper oils that you just put under your tongue or you can put it in a drink. If you're not into oils, their gummies are like quite tasty, I might add. Their new sleepy gummy, those are remarkable. Those are my three picks. Try yours now and the whole line of CBD products by going to mysoulcbd.com. Again, it's mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. And that's the important part because that's going to give you 15% off automatically at checkout. 
mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shalene. All right, back to the show. All right, so let me ask you this, and I want you to really think about this question. In the past, when you've gotten excited for something, anything, don't even think about your exercise or your fitness, just when you've gotten excited about something in the past, what is it that gets you excited? What kinds of things get you excited? I don't know the answer to that. It's different for everybody. You know, it might be thinking about like a new outfit. Does that get you excited? Does music get you excited? Does trying something new get you excited? Or is that scary and not motivating? Do you get excited when you get to do something that you've already done in the past and you know you're good at it? Does the thought of spending time or being around other people, does that get you motivated and excited? Or does that sound miserable? And then conversely, do you get more amped up when you think about like having time to yourself? Like no one interrupting you and you've just got your headphones on. You get to get lost in your favorite podcast. So I really do want you to think about what kinds of things put you in a good mood because your frame of mind, like your state is the first thing that we're going to work on. Like we want to get you in the right state. Don't even think about the workout right now. Like just what kinds of things put you in a happy state? an excited state, a motivated state. For me, it's definitely music. Like music is freaking huge. So let's start first with that. Your playlist. Music is stored in a different area of our brain. Music is so powerful. Music is connected to our energy and our emotions. And you need those two things to be in alignment in order to get this habit back, right? So when you think about your playlist, I'm not talking about finding a playlist to put on when you go to work out. No, I'm talking about your pregame. I'm talking about you right now spending some time on your phone, whether you use Apple or Spotify or whatever, and creating a playlist of the songs that get you pumped up and excited, that puts you in a good mood. Now, if you don't know how to do this, my recommendation, this is just a simple solution, and you can try this is think about the songs that were popular while you were in high school, like your sophomore, junior, and senior year. Without exception, when people hear music from that era, and there's been a lot of studies on this, it brings you back. It brings you back to a happy time of carefree confidence. So that's one place to start. I have an 80s playlist that it's kind of like my go-to when I'm really lacking motivation and I don't regularly work out to it. I mean, I have, but I, I play it when I'm just not in the mood and I'll play it like while I'm just getting ready and getting dressed to go to the gym. If I'm just like, Ugh, I just don't feel like doing this. I can put that on and it's just, it's crazy. It just transports me and I frigging love it. Or maybe for you, it's just picking popular music that you're hearing on the radio right now. Okay, I'm going to put a link to our show notes. And in it, I'm going to put a Spotify playlist of mine. And I think it's called Mykonos Beach Club. And these are the songs like the techno pop, hip hop, dance club kind of remixes that we heard the entire time we were in Europe. And I created a playlist of the songs that we heard over and over and over again. And today, I actually worked out to that playlist, which it's weird. It's That's usually not the kind of music I listen to when I work out. But my cardio went by so fast 
and I had a friend with me, and we were both wearing headphones, and Spotify has this cool new feature now where you can invite someone to join your party, right? So I'm playing the playlist from my phone, but we were both able to listen to it. So that's a pretty cool feature, and I'll share that Mykonos playlist with you. I just want to forewarn you, if you happen to follow me on Spotify, you're going to think very differently of me. And all the time I have friends who are like, Shalene, oh my gosh, your taste in music is so obscene and so explicit. Like, I have to wash my ears out. I'm never going to be the same. I cannot believe the music you listen to. So I'm just, I'm warning you, your girl freaking loves hardcore, explicit, inappropriate rap. So if you spend some time looking at some of my other playlists, please don't judge me. I didn't write the lyrics. I just love it. I'm sorry. I do. But that Mykonos playlist, piece of cake. I'm sure it's PG-13 for sure. Lots of like techno dance, hip hop kind of stuff. But again, feel free to look at some of my other playlists. Just promise me you, you won't judge me and you won't have any kids in the car. But playlists are huge. You know, so have a playlist that gets you hype even just the night before, maybe playing your playlist and putting this playlist together, maybe that'll get you excited to go and start your exercise regimen to restart that habit again tomorrow. Next, I want you to make your goal of getting back into this smaller but specific. It won't do you any good if you just decide, yes, I'm I'm going to get back into it, but you don't have a specific plan in place. So here's what I want you to do. I want you right now, even if you have to put me on pause, to decide how many times you're going to get your body moving this week. I hope that it's at least four. But if you can only do three, that's fine too. If you can only do one, that's fine too. But I want you to decide now instead of leaving it to chance instead of saying, yeah, I'm going to get back into it and not making a decision about how often and when. So ideally, I want you to at least do four days this week, four days of movement. And you can decide how much movement is appropriate, but I want it to feel very, very doable. And when you think about it, I don't want to feel overwhelming or daunting or like a punishment. Again, I don't know what your level of health is, So maybe just doing a five-minute power walk sounds doable, but also sounds challenging. Great, then that's what your goal is. I don't want you to set a goal that feels too big, too overwhelming, and doesn't actually take into consideration where you are right now. I mean, sure, maybe at a certain point you were doing HIIT training, six days a week, and you were doing like super intense, high intensity cardio. But if you haven't done anything, if you haven't done any cardio in months or years or whatever, you would only be setting yourself up for failure to say to yourself, I want to this week do three HIIT training workouts. Like if you haven't done anything in a long time, you've got to ease yourself back into this or you're going to end up injured, overwhelmed, or so sore that you have to take time off again after your first workout back. So go slow, ease into it, and I want you to pick something, set a goal for yourself. Again, you know your level of health today. You know your ability, your potential. So right now, decide how many times you're going to move your body, exercise. That's number one. How many days? How many days this week are you going to do it? Also, I want you to decide right now, what are you going to do? I think walking is one of the absolute best things 
like you guys, the research on walking is so astonishing. I don't know if I will ever run again because it just creates so much oxidative stress. You know if, in fact, your body was built to run. Most of us weren't built for that. But man, especially, I think, ladies of a certain age, we just grew up hearing and believing and thinking like, oh, if I want to get in shape, I need to run. I need to run. I need to run. I need to run. But I'll tell you, man, when I was a regular runner, I constantly had injuries. I always had plantar fasciitis, and I could not build my butt muscles for the life of me. Like it just, it ate my muscles away. So I don't run anymore. Now I power walk. I obviously do pyo. I obviously lift weights. I personally, if if I can't get to my cardio, that's no big deal. I prioritize strength training. And strength training is so important, ladies. Oh my gosh. It's going to change your body composition. It's going to make you feel stronger. It changes your shape. My body is so different. It's completely transformed because I used to prioritize cardio. And today, I don't. Today, I prioritize strength training. I prioritize building muscle. And if I am going to do cardio, I do a variety of things. Like sometimes I'll do some pyo, which is strength and cardio. Sometimes I'll ride my stationary bike like I have a Peloton. Sometimes I'll jump rope for 20 minutes. Sometimes I will power walk with Brett for a full hour. Power walking is such an incredibly underrated, amazingly gentle on your body exercise. And it's a workout that just everybody and anyone can do. You get out in the fresh air. It's not hard on your joints. It shapes the legs. It shapes the glutes. And if you're going at a nice quick clip, you know, you're really getting your heart rate up. It's an incredible workout. I mean, I look at the difference in the calories I burn when I go on a run versus when I do a walk. And yeah, I will burn slightly more on a run, but then I'm done. Like for days, my legs hurt, my ankles hurt, my feet hurt, my plantar fasciitis flares up and I'm just like, oh, everything hurts. I don't feel good. So why would I do that? It makes no sense. I can walk for literally like five or 10 more minutes than I would running, and it's almost exactly the same calorie burn, and my body feels amazing. And I don't know too many people who don't love getting outside and going for a walk. Like, everyone enjoys going for a walk. And if you don't, then you've got to change your thinking around it. Then then you're thinking of it as punishment. Maybe you're walking too fast. I want you to think about doing something and scheduling it. So you've scheduled the number of days and I want you to schedule what you're going to do and for how long. I want you to plan it and I want you to put it on your calendar so we're not leaving it to chance, okay? Again, don't set yourself up for failure. If you'd love to do four days, but you know yourself and you think three is much more realistic, then figure out what three days you're going to move your body. All right, next, I need you to make a plan to start going to bed a little earlier. I'm not going to tell you like you got to go to bed two hours earlier, but just getting to bed even a half hour earlier, getting to bed early at night is going to make you feel so much more energetic and be able to get up a little bit earlier in the morning in order to fit this workout in. Ideally, you should be exercising Not the time when you've got the most energy. Believe it or not, the best time to exercise is the time that you are least likely to have it be interrupted. 
And I don't know what that is for you. Maybe it is in the evening. Maybe it's midday. Whatever that time is, that's when you need to schedule those workouts. All right, then also to get your motivation back, like I need you to look forward to this. And so what does it need to be so that you're excited about it? Maybe the problem is you let yourself get so burnt out on all the things that you were doing that you it's time to introduce something completely new. You know, for example, I picked up jumping rope in, I think, February is when I bought my jump rope, and I love it. Now I don't do it every day, but I do it a couple times a week, and that gets me excited to go to the gym. I watch tutorials, I watch videos, and I have tricks that I like to practice, and I just love jumping rope. It got me excited about jumping rope. I'm going to ramble through a bunch of different ideas Maybe one of these is going to spark an interest in you, some motivation. So you could try a different virtual workout. There's tons of different virtual workouts. Obviously, there's Beachbody On Demand, and all of my workouts are there. But I mean, every single fitness influencer now has their own workouts. There is no limit to the number of free workouts you can find on YouTube. So type in what it is you're looking for. Maybe it's shadow boxing. Maybe it's Pilates. Maybe it's an at-home strength training workout. Like whatever you can possibly imagine, there's a free video of someone doing that on YouTube. One of my girlfriends recently after watching the J-Lo special, which I talked about in my documentary episode, she was like, okay, her body looked amazing and that looked so fun when she was doing that pole dancing. And one of my girlfriends just signed up for pole fitness. I mean, there are pole dancing classes in every city. There are online pole dancing classes. You can get yourself a pole and put it in your garage or in your living room. I'm sure your husband would love that. There are boxing classes. You can take classes online or you can go to Yelp or download the Mind Body app and just search in your area for fitness classes. There are boot camp and F45, boxing, cycling Pilates, maybe pickleball, like give yourself permission to try that thing that you saw online that looked fun. Maybe it's Zumba. I mean, my mom just got Zumba certified, so maybe go take Marge's class. But I just really want you to give yourself permission to be a kid again, to have fun, to learn to do something new, not something that sounds like punishment, not something that's like going to get you in the best shape of your life. I'm talking about movement that actually feels good, that makes you feel like a million bucks that you can look forward to, that doesn't beat up your body. That's how you can honor your body and just feel good about what your body is able to do for you. Consider investing in a trainer. Now, I know this isn't a possibility for everybody. Maybe it's just, you know, not in the cards right now financially. But if you can afford to hire a trainer, even just a couple of different sessions. You know, and a lot of times when you join a local gym, you often get a couple of personal training sessions and that's something you might be able to negotiate when you sign up to get your membership. But just even with a couple of personal training sessions, you can have them designed for you a workout that you can follow yourself. In fact, you can just Google it. You can Google strength training workouts. I mean, I have hundreds of them in my phone. I wish I could just send them to you right now. Maybe we'll figure out, you know what I'll do? I'll do a YouTube video and I'll tell you when it's up, but I will share with you some of my strength training workouts that I created like hundreds of them. Every time I go to the gym, I know in advance 
what it is I'm going to do. And for a lot of people, the reason why they don't like to go to the gym is because they don't know what to do. They don't know what exercises, how many reps, how many sets, which equipment to use. So it's a wonderful investment, if you can afford it, to hire a personal trainer to show you what to do. But if you can't afford that, I'm telling you, be resourceful. You can find these videos on YouTube for everything you need. And then just write out your little plan, what you're going to do in advance, and go to the gym and follow that routine. If you really want to know how to do strength training with free weights, the Shaleen Extreme Workouts, that's basically what I do. That's still what I do for my strength training is I follow the Shaleen Extreme, pretty much that plan. I've obviously created hundreds of you know, varieties of those workouts, but it's basically the concept of lifting heavy and lifting slow and phasing your workouts. It's all based in science. So it all still friggin' works. And I really focus on heavy strength training. Of course, the Shaleen Extreme workouts are all with free weights. So when I go to the gym, I do some free weights and then I use the machines. But if you don't know what machines to use or how to use the machines, don't be afraid to look like you don't know what you're doing at the gym. I do it all the time. Every gym that I go to, like every hamstring machine is a little different. So even like when we were traveling, I walk in the gym and I, you know, find whatever machine it is I'm looking for. And I still have to read the instructions and figure out what pins to move. And and I have to adjust the weight to see like, okay, is this too heavy? Is this too light? Nobody is expecting you to walk in the gym and know exactly what you're doing. And who cares if someone looks at you like you're supposed to know what you're doing? And if somebody does decide to be a know-it-all, or I shouldn't say know-it-all, someone wants to be helpful and show you how to use a machine, which is pretty common, don't be embarrassed by that. Like, they, they do that to me. I have, I have men love to mansplain to you how to use the equipment. You know, little lady, you could be, you could move that seat forward. I'm like, yes, I know, sir, but it still doesn't fit me. So I just scooch my little butt to the end. But thank you so much for your advice. You know, I mean, it's just, it's not a big deal if people try to show you how to use the equipment. And guess what? If you don't know what you're doing, I promise you can go to the front desk and say, is there someone who can show me around how to use all the equipment? And they will gladly assign someone to walk you through all the equipment on the floor and show you how to use everything safely. If the gym really intimidates you, I know that you know someone who goes to the gym all the time. Trust me when I tell you this, those people freaking love it when someone says, hey, can you show me what to do with the gym? People who work out regularly at the gym, they love showing other people how to do that. So don't be afraid to ask someone, ask around. And maybe going to the gym is like not your thing. You're like, no way. I have let myself slide. I am not going to the gym. I hear people say this all the time. Like, I'm not going back to the gym until I lose weight. That's fine. I want you to be comfortable. I can tell you a million times over that you don't need to think twice about not being in like perfect shape, but I get it. I understand that if that feels intimidating and it's an uncomfortable situation, then you don't have to go to the gym. There's so many ways to get in shape from home, to get in shape outside, and to just start moving your body, because here's what's going to happen. You're going to start to feel good. And I want you to pay attention to how you feel after the first five minutes of your workout, whatever that is. I want you to notice how alive you feel. 
I want you to notice that your legs are cooperating with you, that your blood is pumping. Notice you're getting hot and out of breath. You're moving. You're, you're getting back into it. And I want you to just say to yourself, all right, here we go. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of a new chapter. And I'm really proud of myself. Okay. And then when you're done, whether you do five minutes or 50 minutes, I want you to wait about an hour and notice that your mood has shifted. I want you to notice that you probably aren't upset about whatever it was that was bugging you before you worked out. I want you to notice that you feel good about yourself. You feel better. Okay, and then the next thing that you're going to notice is you're going to start thinking about healthier options when it comes to your nutrition. You just will. When we start taking care of our bodies physically, like when we start moving them and trying to make them stronger, it often motivates and inspires us to take even better care of ourselves from a nutrition standpoint. And that starts to stack on top of the exercise that you're doing. And you know how quickly we can spiral downward? Well, we can stack ourselves up and just keep stacking one positive on top of the other. And you're going to find yourself craving healthier foods, things that normally are like comfort foods. You're going to be like, that's weird. It just doesn't sound good to me right now. And that's what happens. And you're going to find that you start drinking more water, keeping yourself hydrated and I want you to tap into that, like really take advantage of that and get excited about a new recipe. Like go to Pinterest and type in healthy fill in the blank, like healthy meatballs or healthy casserole or healthy quesadillas, like whatever it is that like sounds kind of good, go to Pinterest and type in that word. If you have my book, The One Through One Method, I'm going to tell you that there are so many healthy recipes in that. It's basically a recipe book. I can tell you this because I didn't create the recipes. The recipes were created in large part by Erin Woodbury, who worked with me to help me create these recipes. And she is next freaking level. Her food is freaking delicious. And we had other registered dietitians who contributed recipes and Brett contributed recipes. And, you know, sometimes you just run out of creative ideas. Like this happens all the time where you're like, I just nothing sounds good. I can't think of anything healthy to make. So pick up a recipe book. That might just get you excited. Remember in the beginning, I said, think about things that get you excited. Does a recipe book get you excited? Does new food get you excited? Does having someone else cook for you get excited? Well, then there are so many different healthy meal services now that you can have like delivered to your door that are like super fresh, very affordable. And those are often a great idea if you've run out of variety. You're like, I just can't think and I'm not creative when it comes to being in the kitchen and I don't know, I need a simple recipe. Like, and I'm not gonna name any of them because none of them are sponsors for the show. But I know if you've listened to other podcasts, you've heard all these other food delivery services, and some of them are really freaking good. And again, it's that stacking, right? So when when you have a really healthy dinner, you're going to be more inclined to want to exercise the next day. Another way that I, I get myself super motivated when I don't have motivation is I will buy myself something new, whether it's new leggings or new workout shoes, like my sneakers, new headphones for the gym. Like, I'm not trying to talk into spending a whole bunch of money, but if that's what it takes, I mean, there's nothing more important than your health, right? So if buying a pair of leggings from Fabletics or Lululemon, like currently I'm obsessed with these Viore 
Leggings, oh my gosh, they're so tight and so, I mean, so soft. I didn't mean tight. They're so, they're so soft. <laughs> I don't know why I said tight, but they're tights. Anyways, I love those, but you can get amazing deals on like eBay. Amazon has leggings that I swear are the same quality as Lululemon. So you don't have to spend a lot of money. And sometimes when you have something new, you just feel cute, right? And when you, when you look cute and you feel cute, you, tend to be more excited and in a better mood. And when we're in a better mood, then we put more energy into our workout. And I want you to get ready for your workout the night before. This is so important. I want you to fill up your water bottle. Okay, we all have insulated water bottles. I know you have insulated water bottles. Okay, so fill it up the night before. Maybe it will get you excited to try a new supplement like a pre-workout drink or some BCAs or you know something that gives you energy instead of doing coffee in the morning. Like get excited about mixing your water. I love to mix Organifi Pure and Organifi Immunity. I mix that together with my BCAs sometimes and I, I'll mix that together before I go to bed. I put a bunch of ice in there and in the morning it's still cold and everything's like ready for me. So I get my water ready and then I lay out my workout clothes. Lay out your workout clothes, find your headphones, get your playlist ready, pull your shoes out. Like you're just going to be so much more excited when you wake up in the morning and everything's ready. Remember when you were a kid and summer was over and you were so excited. We would get so freaking excited to go back to school, like that first day back to school, right? And so what did you do? You would go shopping, you'd buy a new outfit and a new lunchbox. And you'd lay everything out the night before and you like couldn't wait to wake up and go to school. The thing that you just hated three months earlier. It's something about like having new gear, new equipment and everything being laid out and ready the night before. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to tap into that fourth grade back to school mentality. And I want you to lay everything out the night before. I have it all ready because you're going to be so much more inclined to get up and realize, okay, this is what we're doing. Okay, and that's my next tip is I need you to set an alarm. I need you to be very intentional about the time that you're exercising. Again, if it's not first thing in the morning, that's fine. But pick a time where life isn't gonna get in the way. You know, for those of you who can work out like at 5 p.m. or in the middle of the day, that's awesome. But for most of us, like the demands of the day Something is always a priority for other people and your best intentions get pushed to the back burner because we are always showing up for other people. I personally find that if I work out first thing in the morning, there's, I don't have to worry about somebody else's agenda. I don't have to worry about somebody else's priority. And so that time for me, like my phone, all notifications are turned off. I don't look at my emails. I don't look at social media. I don't take any work calls or any meetings. I don't do any podcast interviews until after my workout is complete. Why? Because I care very much about being my best, like showing up in the absolute best way I can for other people, like not just even for myself, for other people. I want to be sharp. I want to be mentally sharp. I hate it when I feel brain fog. Like last week I was sick and I had brain fog and I was so down on myself because I just couldn't think straight. And I think one of the reasons why it got so bad is because first of all, I was sick and because I was sick, I couldn't exercise. And for me, exercise 
and this isn't just me. I mean, there's studies around this. When we exercise, we have far greater clarity of thought. I have better focus. It diminishes my ADHD symptoms when I can move my body. Exercise increases, naturally increases BDNF brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is what helps you to connect all of those synopses. Like if you want to be sharp, mentally sharp, if you want to ward off Alzheimer's and heart disease, if you want to reduce your risk of diabetes, if you just want to have better libido, better confidence, like there's so many benefits to just getting back into the habit of exercising. I mean, and obviously... You're going to look better because when you move your body, when you use your muscles, it changes your shape. It changes the way you carry yourself. And that changes the way that people respond to you. And that changes the way people feel about themselves. Like when we show up, think about this. When we show up as the best version of ourselves, it's reflected on other people. They feel better about themselves. We lift others when we lift ourselves. So it's time. It's time for you to get your motivation back. It's time for you to set new, far more realistic, far more intelligent, far more forgiving fitness goals. It's about health. Today, it is about you feeling like a million bucks. My last tip to help you get your motivation back is to get a partner, to enlist a buddy. Maybe it's your significant other or a family member or a friend Or maybe it's just meeting somebody at the gym or getting an online fitness coach. And obviously, this is important if you need that accountability and also if you enjoy exercising with somebody else. Because you might be an introvert who actually is really looking forward to having this time for yourself. And if that's the case, well, then you don't need a partner. But the more layers of accountability we have, the more likely we are to follow through. Right. So if you're supposed to go to the gym tomorrow at 8 a.m. and you wake up and you're like, "Eh, I just don't feel like it, you won't go. But if you know you you've got to meet somebody, you're not going to let them down. Right. So don't be afraid to reach out to somebody, even that person who maybe you don't know that well and see if they're interested in meeting to go for a walk or if they will be your partner at the gym. I mean, I cannot underestimate the power of having an accountability partner. It's pretty huge. And again, that's something you could also do virtually, right? Like you'd be like, you know, I don't know anyone locally, but I can call my girlfriend, my best girl, and, you know, I'll tell her that I'm going to be doing this and I'm going to tell her what my goals are and we can keep each other accountable. It really helps. And lastly, I want to mention the things that I want you to avoid, okay? I want you to identify the things that you know have bummed you out in the past, okay? So maybe that's getting on the scale. So if you know as soon as you start exercising that you're going to start weighing yourself again, then I want you to just get rid of the scale. Like, okay, true story. I regularly work out with one of my girlfriends and this is like a few months ago. We had gone out to dinner the night before with like a big group of people. And it was, you know, one of those nights where you really let loose and you have cocktails and you have bread and you have pastas. And like, you know, the next morning, you know, you're going to be up a few pounds, right? Like, I just know that. And so we met at the gym and she said, hey, should we weigh ourselves before we start? And I was like, why would we do that? And she goes, oh, I don't know. I think we're, you know, like, from dinner last night, I'm like, I don't need to get on a scale and confirm that I'm up a few pounds because who cares? 
I'll be down a few pounds like later this week. Like it's your weight fluctuates up and down a few pounds for some people as much as five to seven pounds, depending on so many things like what you ate, water retention, muscle glycogen, the time of the month, whether your muscles are sore, your bowel movements, how much water you've had, like all the things. So why in the world, why would I do something that would bum me out? I want to be in a good mood. I don't need to know if I gained a few pounds or a pound or who cares? Who cares? I can't change anything and I'm not going to beat myself up here when I'm at the gym. So my point is this. If you know that when you start exercising, you're going to start worrying about dumb numbers, then throw your scale away because your weight isn't telling you anything about your health anyways. Who cares if you go up a couple of pounds because your muscles are sore? You're getting healthier. Okay, so stop using the scale as a measure of your progress or your overall health. Remember, this is an all new chapter. We are not going to slip into our old unhealthy habits. I don't want you obsessively weighing yourself or counting calories or, you know, just worrying so much about your results. Remember, the objective is to get your mojo back because you deserve to feel great. That is your right. It's your birthright. And whose responsibility is it? It's yours. It's not just a responsibility. It's an opportunity. So seize this opportunity. Listen, I love you. I mean it. I can't wait to hear about your progress. Please leave your comments for me inside the pod squad. Let us know what your plan is for this week. You can join the pod squad. The link's in the show notes. Oh, and by the way, I've got a new YouTube up right now. You guys can check it out. I went over like all of the things that we packed and how to plan for an extended vacation. I talked about like travel gadgets and how we packed and like even if you're not doing an extended vacation, like some of these like really cool gadgets and where I got some of my outfits and just kind of like the do's and don'ts of packing. So I think you'll find it very interesting. I think you'll find it kind of fun anyways. And it's I'm trying to be much more intentional about my YouTube content. So if you watch the one with my packing tips and, you know, suggestions, if you want to do an extended vacation or extended travel and all the little like gadgets, et cetera, in that video, I talk about how I cannot be one of those people who can just do a carry on. Like I, I need options. I need to overpack. So in the comment under that video, type in either team carry on or team overpacker. Okay. And again, I'm going to try to do a YouTube video with those work. If you guys want, you'll have to tell me, tell me in the comments on YouTube. If you want me to do a YouTube video sharing my, you know, little workouts, like I've got so many of them. What I do when I go to the gym, like I have so many workouts. I could share those strength training sets, like, you know, how many reps and sets and which muscle groups I work on which days. So if you want those, comment under that YouTube video and I will, I'll do that on YouTube. All right, guys, that's it for today. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Kristen, Shaleen's podcast manager. Look at you. You made it all the way to the end. That's awesome. If you love this episode, which I'm sure you did, why don't you go leave Shaleen a review? She would love to know which episode it was and why you liked it. What hit home with you? Shalene literally reads every single review. She loves hearing your feedback and she uses your comments and your ideas for future episodes. So 
go leave a review. And while you're at it, could you check to make sure you're subscribed? That way you will never miss a single episode of The Shaleen Show, which we release on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, every single week. Now, if you need a little bit more podcasting to fill up your time on Tuesdays and Thursdays, did you know that Shaleen has another podcast that she co-hosts with her son, Brock? Yep, she does. It's called Build Your Tribe. And that podcast is all about business and marketing, but also devoted to helping you make more money so you can live more life. If you need Shaleen all the time and you're the ultimate lifer, then you have got to check out The Shaleen Show on Patreon. Shaleen is so personal. She spills the tea on everything that she can't on her regular podcast. And you also get bread. Completely unedited, unfiltered, and hilariously confident about everything. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. Anyways, thanks for listening. And remember, anything that we reference in this episode including the links to our show sponsors and links to the other podcasts can be found in the show notes below.